about three things, we were absolutely positive. First, this was a podcast about young adult fiction. Second, a part of us, and we didn't know how dominant that part was, loved these books. And third, we unconditionally and irrevocably hated them. Hello everyone, I'm Chloe. And I'm Fran, and this is Breaking Down the YA Saga, a podcast where two grown-ass women revisit their favourite young adult books with some new opinions and added sarcasm. In this episode, we'll be revisiting Twilight Chapter 18. Obvious spoiler warning if you haven't read the series and why are you here? And a huge thank you to Fop Doodles for our amazing artwork. Just before we do our how you doing bit, um, my mic broke just before... We started recording so the quality might be a bit off <laughs> of course it did of course it could have not waited till after recording so yeah we didn't have time to run a bunch of trouble fixes on it we're just gonna roll let's go cool. <laughs> so fran how you doing <laughs> yes um okay ish very up and down you know um, I hate the storm that we have going on in the UK. I mean, at the moment, it's it's like died down again. But the last two days have been awful. I have a gazebo on my balcony. And I was so scared it was just going to go flying and land in my neighbor's house. Uh, it did not, which I'm really glad about. But it, it did involve a lot of, you know, hearing some crashing and then running out and then trying to push it back quite a bit I'm really glad my my boyfriend was staying with me so he was helping because I was like (laughs) I think if I would have been on my own I would have just had a cry bless you look at you my boyfriend (laughs) my monkey man (laughs) ew (laughs) (laughs) yeah the storms have not been fun but yesterday I went to go to a toy shop just to go look at like pops and some lego and stuff just to like a feel happy about you know life yeah and it was shut because of damage due to the storm no yeah but it's been but then bad. I was like, yeah so i didn't look at any toys i just got <laughs> upset and went home <laughs> i wasn't no. buying any but i just went to have a little look <laughs> yeah no we've um we've been for a drive and they're literally just whole as trees that had been like ripped out of the ground and were just laying on the road it was crazy like I it was awful at one point we felt my flat shaking yeah it was we were there like Fuck. <laughs> what is happening and are we safer inside or outside but yeah I don't know. in the end all as well but it's not I, I don't know. I, I never want to have a storm like that ever again. No. Or two storms. One was called, was it Eunice? And then the other one had a different name. Franklin. Yes. I only got through the storms by all of the um, Twilight Shits Creek posts. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah. I'm going to post them on our Instagram so anyone listening can go and have a little look. Although I'll post them before I put this up so you'd have seen it already cool anyway I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna drop them all over there because I think everyone needs to see them because they are the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life um and that's how I survived the storm so speaking of surviving 
let's go on to chapter 18, The Hunt. Fran, do you want to give a little rundown? Yes, I also just noticed that I had a chapter 17 notes in front of me, so that's very helpful. Oh, yeah, um, that's great. Okay. <laughs> chapter 18, though, um, the three vampires, spoiler, uh, Laurent, <laughs> James, and Victoria, <laughs> um, we, we meet them for the first time and then obviously realize that they do eat humans. Uh, and then not oh, no. like the Cullens. Um, then, you know, they realize Bella is a human and James really wants to eat her. So they um, try to come up with a plan of how to get rid of him and keep Bella safe. And in the end, uh, Alice decides that her and Jasper will take Bella to Phoenix whilst Edward will stay behind and try to solve the James situation. Wow. Um so my notes this week, I feel like a lot of them crash into other categories. I wasn't sure where to put everything. So like, I think some of my plot's not really plot, but I didn't really know where it would go. And it kind yeah. of is a little bit. And Yeah. So I I'll, do um, not have a lot of notes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it was in this chapter. I was like, nah, I don't uh, care. <laughs> like, I still I've have got like, some, but not, not that many. I've got three and a half pages, but I think a lot of it's just like, just big chunks of writing rather than like, Ow, a lot of um, notes, yeah. so I banged my elbow. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I mean, I don't think this is really a plot, but yeah, I'll start with this point. Um, the way they left um, seemed more like how Collins, how Collins, how the Collins would react than they the way it happened in the film. So yeah, that like dividing up, the planning it all out, leaving really sensibly, and yeah. the fact that they sent the right people with Bella and obviously and I think in the film it's just Emmett but obviously Alice is Emmett and Alice which is like your strongest of the family the person who can literally see them coming you've got Edward there who can like read thoughts anyways so they can they are completely covered like on all bases yeah um and like I feel like it kind of just there is I had it on plot it's not really like plot for this but I feel like it just shows that development throughout the books how they plan how they work as a unit and a family to get through these problems which you see later on obviously like right at the end yeah and, like in other bits too but like through every single time there's like a big a big bad the family works like so strategically and so like they just know like themselves and what they're good at um Very, so that was like, good to well see. machine isn't it? yeah mm. whereas the film was a little bit more like eh what is going on <laughs> and like Emmett um Edward was just driving really fast and Emmett just jumps on the car right at the end that was um, weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then um, my other point uh that I have here is about Alice and Jasper going with Bella um which again like to take her like um away from books because they are like as much as it would be good for Edward for Bella's own sake of feeling like calm but that's what Jasper's there for, because he yeah. can literally calm her down. And like Alice can literally see everyone's plans when they're making moves, when to do things. So I think like it ties into that same point of just that planning. And yeah, the Cullens are a little bit scary. Like if they were evil, you'd be really screwed. Yes. Because like they work as like a proper pack. Yeah, and I feel they also at this stage because they've been with each other for such a long time they really kind of know 
how like they can just communicate like it's hard to say like they can just they just know what everyone is doing or like how to yep. react or how to go from there I think everything from the beginning on of like Carlisle being so calm and just trying to invite them to the house like everyone already kind of knew what was going on and how to how to go from there and yeah I agree even though obviously you know Bella and Edward want to be together it made a lot more sense for her safety that Alice and Jasper went with her and Edward just waited for you know obviously because he's he can read minds um he knows if anyone's seen James um he can read James mind uh but also for uh Charlie's sake so that he knows that he hasn't abducted Bella so the whole story makes a bit more sense because it would have been weird if if they would have just left together and she said oh she's going to Phoenix and Charlie would have been like see see abducted her <laughs> This is an organ organ trading situation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think, like, although it's not, like, really a plot for this book, I just feel like it kind of sets up stuff for later on in books. Yes. Um, And then my final plot point I have, um, again, this is, like, plot point for later, but Edward tells um, Alice to keep her opinions to herself, which is clearly he means about Bella being turned. Hmm, that's a good point. I didn't even catch that one. Because there was no need for anything. Because Alice is very pro Bella and Edward being together. So it's not like if she was with Rosalie and you'd be like, keep your opinions to yourself, it's because Rosalie does not like Bella being part of our family. She yeah. doesn't want her there. She feels like she's a danger, which she is. She is like a huge issue for that family. But Alice is very pro her being there, and she has been because she knows. Oh no, she hasn't really said it yet. But obviously, she knows Bella's going to be part of the family. And Bella's going to be a vampire, so she. I liked the fact that he's like, keep your opinions to yourself, and then because I've never gone back to reread these books, I think I never had that callback moment. Like I did just when I read it this time, I was like, oh my god, obviously he was talking about that. Um, yeah, and that the um that she that because she said, oh, there is another option, and. She meant just turning Bella, didn't she? Because I was I was reading through it and I was like, oh, probably what Bella thinks. But then I'm like, yeah. oh, it was Bella's plan. <laughs> even I like the that. little hits right now about, yes. about her turning. So yeah, that is all I have for plot this week. I, don't I have know if you have anything. Nothing additional. Oh, no. Fab, I'll just drop straight into character development. Um it's I don't know if it's really development because we or we really or the last chapter of the three was like them sort of arriving um but Laurent seems weirdly reasonable mm-hmm. like they are a bunch of like human eating bad guy and they and it's very evident they are the bad guys but he's ridiculously reasonable and then I I was trying to work out like is it that he's ended up mixed up in the wrong kind of people or like is it just like a just him like masking who he really is it just seemed a bit odd but like it's not how you'd expect him to react after their like entrance and how Alice was about them turning up yeah I think it's it might have also be a bit about how Stephanie may have set up the characters of the vampires that still eat humans because in a way I find often a bit of a tone comes through as if they're a bit feral in a way, yeah. and the Cullens have like evolved to this bit superior family who yeah. 
seems more, you know, well-educated and a bit, bit superior towards all the other ones who've not evolved from their human eating. And I think only later in the books with the Volturi, but then also when all the other families come to, to help them with, you know, in, in, um, in the fourth book yeah realize that there can also be very like well-educated nice vampires out there who still eat humans mm-hmm. um i think it could also be a bit of a tone of how she set them up in the books that are that it almost yeah like, oh, if you're if you still eat the old way you're a bit behind <laughs> it was just yeah i just feel like he sticks out very like compared to the other two like mm-hmm. just the way it was set up was and it's the same in the film because like, he's also very reasonable in the film like obviously in the first film and the other one he's like ah, i can eat you now um but like he's very different to the other two and i don't understand the dynamic of the three mm-hmm. yeah um, it's very straight because they are very those two are very feral very like like she doesn't even have shoes on or anything like she's a bit mad she's, like she's got like stuff all in her hair and is like looks like she's been like running through hedges which she probably has, but like yeah. that's that like they both have like very different appearance to him. Like he's very different, and it doesn't really make sense why they're working together. Like I, I would like to know how they became. I'd like a prequel, a little book, just a short would, story about yeah. how they came together. Would be interesting, yes, because it's true. Has he just? I don't know. Did they run into each other, or is it more because he wanted to go somewhere and just needed that bit of protection? Because um james and victoria sound like people who just fight ruthlessly so yeah i don't know because then later on i mean i know it's kind of like giving it away but later on goes to live with that one clan that was a bit hinted at in this chapter and and tried the the vegetarian way so he must have been open for that yeah well we'll never know but Maybe it's in the illustrated guide. I haven't actually ever read it. I just own it. I just haven't read it. Um, just look at the illustrations. <laughs> yeah. Um, another point I've got is about Emmett um, and seeing his how happy he is to kill people. <laughs> like he's just like not people. Obviously, he's just a threat. He's happy to eliminate a threat to his family very quickly. Yeah. Um, which you saw a little bit of that in the previous chapter but it's just very much comes through that he is just like it's fine they're a problem we'll just get rid of them don't worry about it um like he's obviously just very protective of his family i think if you're on emmett's wrong side i think he can be really terrifying oh yeah the way he's described but also how he acts where you're kind of like he doesn't care i mean he cares a lot about his family but he's just like well if we go and we kill him if we fight them we fight like he it's very much yeah someone who's just not afraid and I think yeah I wouldn't want to be on his bad side no and like I feel like in the film he's portrayed a bit like a teddy bear Mm. but in the books like yeah he's not at all like grizzly bear (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's just a little bit he's a he's a bit like cut and dry there's and I don't feel like there's any gray area with him at, at all um I feel like in the beginning it must have been really hard to like rein him in. Mm-hmm. But um, also on like the more positive sides, he does give a such like big bro vibes in a yeah. nice way of where you feel like you could really come to him and have like a 
discussion and he'll listen and give you some pats on the back yeah <laughs> and then you play again <laughs> Um, and then my final point is you get to see how like smart Bella is mm -hmm. and I, there's been like like obviously there's like little bits here and there throughout the in that the biology stuff that she already knows things but that could just be because she's done classes before and just remembers stuff but like her talking about the plan like working things out like seeing things from other people's point of view because obviously like intelligence isn't just like intellectual intelligence but she has a lot of different intelligences yeah. that I don't think she's given credit for but like the way she thought out everything planned stuff and thought about it really reasonably and Edward's just a big dum-dum <laughs> yes no I I did write down too that Bella was actually properly standing up for herself for the for the first time and she was like no listen to me now this is important what I have to say not just what you think mm -hmm. and then yeah but it was this, like big emotional baby in the situation obviously you know it is it is a really serious situation that could yeah. end with her being dead but he was just so like kind of aggressive like you want to just everything to go his way so yeah it was I if thing was great that she didn't give in this time um because I think she might have like she has times before where she's like okay you know Edward knows better and this is really a point of be like no this is this is the more reasonable thing yeah and then, um yeah Edward, I, I wrote that down because we were literally talking about it last night on the phone call that we've had um mm -hmm. yeah Edward was so yeah, kind of aggressive and really like uh, angry and worried and everything and then when when Bella like started saying stuff he's like calm down Bella <laughs> <laughs> and we literally we had a conversation last night where we said I don't think anyone has ever calmed down when someone told them to calm down it's usually the opposite effect no. <laughs> the worst just, thing to say to someone just thought that was really funny um is that all your character development yes yes Fab. It is, then yeah. I will move into relation so both my relationship points are kind of relationships slash critiques but um, yeah, the kidnapping of Bella at the start of the leafing was a bit, so I could see it from a point that Edward is obviously terrified of what's going to happen because he genuinely heard what James wanted to do to her. Mm -hmm. So like I can imagine, you know, if I heard someone wanting to do something like that to someone I loved, I would also just go into like a mad panic and try and get them as far away as possible. Um, so I could kind of understand it. But also, it was a little bit much. <laughs> like, yeah. he didn't even want to listen to reason. And it wasn't even like he didn't have any options. Like, he felt like there wasn't, but he wasn't listening to anyone. He mm -hmm. wasn't willing to listen. And he just, like, also was terrifying Bella. Like, he just, like, got Emmett to, like, hold her wrists together as well. Like, he wasn't, like, nothing about that was comforting. It's like, if he'd done it, like, if Emmett was, like, h hugging her, yes like in a comforting way and trying to calm her down then I would understand the way I, I could kind of see it a little bit more as being like a a boyfriend trying to do something for his girlfriend kind of way but it just it went from being like him trying to get her away to just being terrifying really quickly and like true, if she yeah. tried to like if she'd even tried to pull her wrist out like away from Emma she would have just snapped her wrists yeah. like and it was just the fact that he got Emmett to hold her like that was horrible 
like I really didn't like reading it because I was just like I can't believe you've done that because you know 100% that she's not moving at that point mm-hmm. and she's already scared she's already like really panicked and frightened and like needs to calm down but she's not going to calm down if someone's holding your wrists together <laughs> and also no one really tells her what's going on like she knows it's yeah. like she's in danger but not the extent yeah and like yeah. Emma and Alice are like having this conversation. Sorry, Emma and Alice. Um, Edward and Alice are like having a conversation, but both of them kind of, because also she can see everyone's next move. He can hear everyone's thoughts. So like they're kind of having a half conversation where they don't feel the need to like fill anyone else in because they both both know everything. So like, yeah, she's just sitting in the back being held hostage basically. And I was just like, can kind of see why he wanted to get her away, but also like it's a bit much the way he did it. Like it's horrible. Um, and then my only other point which again is like a bit of both is that um, Bella was literally like pleading Edward to let her go save her dad and was explaining like that he will die and she can't have her dad die because of something she's done and like one that's just like a huge red flag to someone that just does not care about anyone else in your life like don't date someone that doesn't care about the rest of your family (laughs) and Again, like I can understand when he's explaining it of we don't have time because if we go there, he'll get you and blah 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 blah. So like part of me was like, okay, right, I know I know why Edward's doing this, but again, it's it's the way he went about it. Like, and he didn't want to listen. And the fact that she was literally pleading him, and I don't understand why by the end of that conversation, why Bella didn't have any resentment resentment towards Edward. Yeah. Because that should have had an effect on their relationship. Like the way he was with her in that moment. Okay, she could probably be like, okay, I understand what you're saying, but that's my dad. And then held on to that for a bit rather than it just been instantly just is done with. Like they've yeah. changed the plans now, everything is fine. No, Whereas like true. I feel like she should hold on to that a little bit more. Yeah, and on, on that aspect, I think this was one of the um first like scenes in the book where you really can tell that Better actually really cares about Charlie. Because, you know, there is some stuff in there because obviously she does, like, cooking and cleaning and stuff. There's obviously aspects in it where you can tell, you know, she she does care for him, but it all yeah. almost feels a bit more kind of like a, oh, she has to look after him kind of situation, not in like a, oh, this is my dad, I actually want to be around this person. Um, yeah. And just how much panic and how scared she was for his life. I think this is the first time where you could really see that she actually very much cares about him uh, but yeah I agree I also think it should have had some sort of effect on their relationship like I can understand that it's not right in this second because it's probably everyone's running on adrenaline and is panicking and just tries to you know get everyone to safety but I think this should have been a discussion later on <laughs> yeah because she drops it really quickly like that in her whole thought process because I see I was waiting for that moment where she was just like I can't believe he was going to just leave Charlie or just like just some kind of line to like acknowledge that she'd noticed what he was doing mm. but it was just like she was just like okay cool they're doing the plan now it's fine um, and yeah that's all my relationship points yeah no, every, everything else I just I've written some stuff down about like the sibling dynamic but I think we've covered that before so that's everything I have on that too fabulous um I've got a 
good amount of editorials so um Ooh, yes go start with those ones because I, I have critiques and I have stuff to talk about so one of the things I don't it's because it's not really a critique I feel like it should just be something changed a little bit but like you know how they arrived and like we heard a game and we came over did like all vampires just like baseball <laughs> <laughs> I've really because <laughs> like it was a bit weird because like I just they're obviously they're out they were leaving and they heard someone playing baseball which obviously was at a level that was too loud to be humans playing but like then why were they like oh let's go play a game of baseball considering they're quite a feral bunch apparently according to everything we've learned about them yeah. What what's the baseball thing about? Also, like that these vampires do not have social anxiety. Because I would have been like, right. no. <laughs> so like I feel like I would change it so that it wasn't about them hearing a game and wanting to join in, but they heard other vampires and wanted to check it out would make mm-hmm. way more sense than them wanting to play a game of baseball. Um also everything is so calm at the beginning. Yeah. So when they arrive, obviously you're gonna know that Bella is not a vampire straight away. Yeah, that's the other thing I, I've written that down, and I, I mean, can see it as maybe a critique slash editorial is is still because they only realise that she's human when her hair got like blown in the wind or some stuff. Um, yeah, when her hair was like moving in the wind. Yeah, but they must have known before, or are they just dumb? Like. You must have heard that heartbeat, her breathing. Right. So I feel like when they arrived, because it was it was so calm, there's something there needed to be put in to explain it. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it was Bella questioning it, why it was so calm, because I feel like there should have been something just to be like, this oh, is th- weird. There was the line about, you know, Jasper using his gift, so that's probably it. Maybe. It just, I just don't see why no one just walked out onto the field and was like, so you've got a human with you. Because I get maybe, yeah, maybe the whole them being really like chilled out was because of Jasper, but like, he can't make them not see that she's human. Yeah. So I just want like them to just, them. I want Stephanie to put something in about why no one noticed. Mm-hmm. And what, like, what led to, was it because they were so calm that maybe their like senses were like, down so like whereas maybe if they, they would have all been heightened if they'd come in a bit like aggressive or like when what was going on then they would have noticed straight away maybe it was just because they were so calm they didn't notice but I just feel yeah. like something should have been acknowledged as to why it was all really casual and no one noticed a human <laughs> no I, I agree because it does make sense that they've only realized that she is human when her hair was moving um my next point was why is every vampire's teeth like white just like absolutely perfectly white teeth because the cullens i kind of understand they are like they're living as like humans um so they look after themselves they want to appear like they are part of society Mm. these are three vampires that just like they don't live anywhere they they are they're nomads they roam around they just kill where they can and continue on from like how they've been presented and yet they have really white teeth so is it like vampire teeth are made from something that doesn't like stain are their teeth no longer like enamel or is it like like what is up with that 
maybe you get like some form of chrome coating when you turn that also like repels like everything (laughs) it's like a like a water resistant coating where all the water I mean (laughs) maybe like vampire venom I hate that as a sentence maybe the vampire venom like acts like a anti-stain I just don't understand why their teeth are so white and I'd love it's never ever going to be talked about I prefer it if the if like James and Victoria's like their teeth are all gross because they're described like their appearance is like like I said she's got like stuff all in her hair and looks like a wild woman I think that's also something that pearly white teeth yeah that's a bit contradicting in Stephanie's description of vampires is because she always says part of like you turning into a vampire is that you kind of become the perfect apex predator in terms that you nothing like everyone thinks that you look amazing and you're intriguing and you know all of that but then when they showed up she was like oh my god these are the three most perfect people that I've ever seen or something like they they just they're described as if they're like you know kind of homeless and have been living in the woods and look like shit (laughs) in in some way so it's it's a bit contradicting we're like well can you is there like a scale from how how hot you are as a vampire or you know <laughs> do you know what I mean though yeah so like can you it's can you weird. be like ultimate hotness or are you kind of like a bit hotness or or is this kind of just like your normal human looks but a bit improved so you're like not all vampires are 100% hotness it's some of a bit more medium. <laughs> I guess essentially what it is is vampires look airbrushed. So you're mm. just taking your regular face and airbrushing it. So it's however your original face looks, I guess, as to how attractive you get when you're airbrushed. Yeah. Okay. So the Cullens were just even as humans, just the most beautiful people that have ever walked the earth. Yeah. Oh, tough life. <laughs> <laughs> Then there's a point, obviously, when they're talking in the car and he says that James is a tracker. Yes. And he doesn't explain anything. So yes. he just says he's a tracker, which means that trackers are a thing within the vampire community. But it's described that it's almost the same as everyone else. It's a power. It's not just that he's good at like hunting. It's like a superpower hunter. Um, so I feel like because he says it so casually and doesn't really explain it, and just like he's a tracker and she's like oh my god no not one of them um that it must be like a more common power within the community yeah um but like why is that not discussed either <laughs> no because... i have that in my critiques but yeah it's a good point for editorial as well is it's just kind of obviously pro- the cullens are probably well aware and we obviously do only get bella's point of view of this mm-hmm. but i think it would be good if there was a bit more explanation also why does he want Bella so badly I thought Bella's blood only smells like amazing to Edward and everyone else is like yeah she's a bit more yummy than some other people I've smelled before but why why does James have like obsession level with her is it just because she was randomly with the Cullens or is it generally something where he's like I think it was because he knew like 
it's the thrill of the chase so she mm. is like because she was protected by them so it's like a more dangerous hunt it's like how people that like hunting will go shoot deer but then they suddenly need to go shoot a lion because mm. it's more dangerous yeah like, that's stupid just, just enjoy shooting the deer you're gonna <laughs> eat that afterwards you'll you'll kill that deer and you'll eat it and it'll get good use out of it what are you doing with that lion nothing <laughs> leave it alone it's the same with bella yeah Leave no, that's, a good, that's a good point it just sounded i think it just but made it sound like she was just so yummy to him too yeah but that's I a think, good point he's probably just like i just want a challenge i want to have a bit more fun yeah. with hunting my prey so yeah i just wish there was a bit more about tracking like he if he just said about how there's like some like a, a certain portion of vampire you don't have to give like st- actual statistics on how many vampires <laughs> end up with this tracking ability but like if you just acknowledge that tracking is a thing that happens with a turn and that they're, they're a more dangerous type of vampire and there's something just anything like literally anything just to drop in yeah. the fact that he said it and everyone was like oh no not that because it was yeah it's obviously something that's come up before um and then my final point is going still back to about Emmett and his willingness to kill is that I feel like he is so he's too happy to kill to be a vegetarian mm-hmm. like his yeah I feel it uh, how does he not drink human blood he doesn't like it's he's like a walking contradiction of himself <laughs> um so yeah I was just like maybe dial it back just a little bit because yeah. I get that he wants to look after his family that he's like prepared to do stuff but then it just it kept going on and on and on about how much he wants to kill people and that well not people kill these vampires and yeah I was just like okay I would like a backstory where Emmett um this like takes him like a very very long time to learn how to I feel like he's actually worse than Jasper like Jasper's obviously because he's more recently come off of human blood that he finds it difficult but I just feel like Emmett should still be at that same point as Jasper where he can't like quite <laughs> since his need to kill just takes over and they have to look after us. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Also, it kind of makes me want to know how he was as a human too. Because mm-hmm. I'm i not sure if that's just something that just suddenly comes over you as a vampire that you're like, fuck yeah, I want to rip some people into little pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was probably something there before yeah um but yeah that's all my editorials I mean they're kind of quite a lot of it's quite critiquey but I feel like they could be just edited a little bit to sound a bit better but Mm. yeah that's everything I've got for editorial do you think Emmett plays like Xbox games or PS4 games like Call of Duty or something to get his happiness aggression out yeah (laughs) he's definitely one of those guys that is like screaming down the mic at people Oh God! <laughs> um, you said you didn't have any editorials, right? No, I didn't have any. Then oh. slip into some critiques. Um, Bella said that they reached the dream. Dream. Try that again. <laughs> Bella said that they reached the jeep in an impossibly short time, which just seems like rubbish. That just seems like absolute nonsense to say that because, of course, it's impossible. Short, short, but I can't speak. I'm so annoyed by this line that I even speak. <laughs> Obviously, they reached it in an impossibly short time. He can run like a billion miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And even I think even when they were playing baseball, like there was a point where 
I don't know I feel like they were describing him running faster than he normally does or something like that like at some point she has described him running faster than normal and oh just what do you mean <laughs> just shut up Bella probably he probably took a bit more time when they were going to the baseball field I guess and now he like <laughs> really legged it <laughs> Like, yeah, though he wasn't in exactly like in a super rush to get there, but obviously they need to get away. They're in danger. She's going to move fast. But it was just like, she's like, that was so fast. Like, well, obviously. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's not new. Yeah. Um, um, my next point is that Edward is too rage based. Like, he gets, we've always seen him getting too angry too fast, but also he makes every decision based on his rage as well. Yes. And it just everything is rage. Um, yeah, some anger and I don't like that. Yeah, he really needs some help there, which, like, I feel like his rage is just from the fact that he's been, like, alone all these years because he didn't want to be with anyone else or whatever. Sorry. Um, I think it's just but, frustrated virgin vibes, even though he yeah. definitely is not a virgin anymore. Or, like, I feel like maybe more like he's just a bit incel and, like, he doesn't <laughs> like that, like, he's a good guy and that, oh, God. you yeah. know... Mm. Women always go for the bad guys, and I'm always doing my best. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> feminism, feminism isn't even real, man. Mm. Yeah, he's one of those guys, and that's mm. why he's so angry all the time because he's just angry at himself. Um, do you, Do you think he would have a menly podcast if it was yes. today's society? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And yeah he would definitely be like talking about how it's not his fault that he isn't with any women it's women's fault that women he, aren't he would because... also not say women he would say females yeah females have just such a high standard <laughs> these days but also the standard is just bad guys but what are they you bringing to the, the table what, what does she bring to the table <laughs> i have built the table <laughs> look is it too much to ask to come home and have my dinner ready for me Someone to massage my feet at the end of the day and tell me that I'm a good boy and I worked hard. <laughs> when she had my child and I tell her once that she has to go back to the gym because I still want to be physically attracted to her. She doesn't do it. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. Also, Edward was just really super okay with Charlie being dead. Yeah. He didn't care. And I felt like that was not okay. That's not even an editorial. That was just like, this is just disgusting. Please yeah. stop. That is like, that was supposedly like the love of his life mm. after whatever it was, two, three weeks. And he doesn't care about her dad or how she's going to feel or how she's going to cope with that afterwards. He's you just should... like, ah, Charlie's a dead man walking. It's fine. Don't worry about it. If he's dead, he's dead. You should care about the people that the person that you love cares about exactly yeah um and also going back to edward being such a guy um he literally then was like right so this is the plan and then just re-explained bella's plan as if it was his plan to begin uh, with yeah <laughs> and uh, bella was fine with that and i don't know why no one was like so what bella just said then I yeah. hate when men do that. You just say something and they're like, I'm just going to say what you said with different words. Everyone goes, yeah, bravo, <laughs> well done, you did it. Ugh. It really annoyed me. Um, he also said, do this my way just this once. They've never done anything Bella's way. No, they haven't. 
so that annoyed me yeah yep it's and then yeah like she again she didn't even question it he was like do it my way just this once and she was like okay cool (laughs) she should have literally just been like when have we done anything my way ever absolutely never oh a little rhyme there (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's everything i have apart from my one random point Okay, I have a couple of random points. Do you want to start with your random point? Yeah. Um, my random point was that they said, uh, you brought a snack. And I was sat there like, yeah, actually, there's three. There's Carlisle, Alice, and Jasper. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I have a couple. Um, yeah. Well, it's not that many. The first one that I just thought fu- was funny just because of the time from when that book was written in comparison to now and they were on about you know um Bella going back to Phoenix and then Edward thought that she was just going to her house and he was like well it's not gonna be hard for James to find a phone book and look up where you live and I was like phone books. <laughs> yeah <laughs> remember those <laughs> so I just thought that was funny because obviously I remember that we had phone books at home and they were massive and you look through them and now it's just that kind of information yeah. I don't think is even that available anymore or you just go deep dive on the internet yeah um and then I like that there was for, a bit of foreshadowing mentioning um a bit kind of like with the Volturi in a previous chapter about mm-hmm. the Denali clan yeah just that they kind of mention it in a line where you know they will show up later uh and then some of the other things that I just <laughs> something that I found funny just in the terms of how they adapted it in the film um Laurent and James are both described to have like very short hair yeah and both (laughs) characters in the film have really long hair (laughs) I just thought that was really funny yeah um yeah and that James was supposed to have light brown hair and not blonde hair so Mm -hmm. I just thought that was fun thing in the adaptation also I don't do remember did Laurent in the film have like a slight hint of a French accent oh, he did, did he? I think so hmm. he definitely had a bit of an accent but also they were like that's fine we'll 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 just have the one bad guy be black <laughs> <laughs> well not necessarily the bad guy but the guy who like betrays them later doesn't he yeah. In the second I mean, book. he is a bad guy because he's he's also like with he's not he's with this group of people the group he's part of a group that eats humans and is bad, so he associates with bad people and I like the fact that like oh associating with bad people isn't that also like the only character that Stephanie allowed for them to change to be a person of color? He is. That's a, a thing that I was wondering about too because he is described as olive toned. Which I'm yeah. like, is this? Which... I mean, because olive usually when you describe someone having olive skin, a lot of times you mean like Italian people or just mm-hmm. anyone who's not just plain white. But also, you don't usually mean people are like black people. Um, so I was wondering about that because it's like you get you also get a bit <laughs> apart from the chrome teeth, you also get like a pale washover, don't you? Yeah, but. Yeah, being olive skinned is completely different to the casting that happened. Yeah. Which, like, there definitely needs to be more diversity in because there's just no diversity in these books. Um, yes. But, like, I feel like she thought she's being diverse by putting Native Americans in it. Mm. 
like that's not enough diversity but sure um and uh yeah I just feel like I'm, I'm sure I read somewhere that Laurent was the only character that Stephanie allowed to be changed which says a lot about her as a person because if she's only willing to let a person of colour be a, a villain. Yeah. Because like, you could have changed anyone and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have changed the story. It would have just diversified it. Like, literally anyone. Like, Eric. I mean, like, you had an Asian anyone. character in there, so, like, what more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't two enough? <laughs> they could have even like changed any of the Cullens and it wouldn't have changed the story yeah yeah especially as he adopted so they didn't all need to look like him and Esme so there could have been a more uh racial diversity within the Cullens and nothing would have changed but she was like nope you can have Laurent and that's it (laughs) I think this is another aspect where her religion really comes through but also a bit just again the time this book was written because it really was a time where a lot of books were just white. Like, you, you did not have a lot of diversity. Uh, saying that, am I wrong? I, I might be wrong. Isn't it in the actually in the Book of Mormon about how God changed? Like, that's why black people exist. They did bad things. So he changed their skin colour. Because I'm pretty sure that's a thing in the Mormon I, religion. It's definitely a thing in a religion. I'm not sure if it's... Because, okay, I'm only getting this information from Book of Mormon, the (laughs) musical, but they did base everything on the actual religion. Same as when they take the mic out of Scientology, it is based on what they had. Obviously, Scientology isn't in Book of Mormon, that's in South Park. But I feel like, because he changes in the... When he's he's reading them, the stories, and he, like, changes the words because he's in Africa. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's part of it as well so maybe that's why everyone is white in the book because she is Mormon would make sense also who then goes for a religion that's like oh by the way God thought people did bad things they changed their skin colour so they wouldn't be white it's not it's not okay is it guys it, it makes a lot of sense for all the racism in the books. It does. <laughs> just now thinking about it. I just suddenly, like, it just came to me whilst we were talking, like, hang on, I'm pretty sure it's a Mormon thing. Yeah. I think there was a, wasn't there, like, a whole video essay about the kind of racism in these books? I don't want to, like, touch too much stuff on it because I'm not, I don't remember everything. And I'm not quite sure I'm, like, the right person to talk about it. But um, yeah. I think I remember there was, like, a huge thing about where someone kind of, like, went through it. Um, because yeah, Laurent is like the only only person of colour in the um, that's where I think I got the thing from about Stephanie being okay with him changing and no one else, I think it was that same thing but yeah, I am white, I've got no place of saying this, I'm just trying to like acknowledge that none of this is okay but without like, I don't want to talk over anyone's voice, so if someone out there listening knows more about it and has the right to be talking about it more please let us know because we're just two white girls trying mm. to say <laughs> trying to stand up for people but not overshadow people yeah apart <laughs> from this that is it just I just thought the um differences to the to the film were funny obviously not the skin color topic but just that they have yep. they're supposed to have really short hair 
and both yeah. characters have really long hair. <laughs> that's kind of been on my side. It was a really short chapter. It was like nine pages, or more like eight and a half. Yeah, yeah so- it was very short. I feel like the bit where she goes in to talk to Charlie could have still been in the same chapter. Mm. To be honest, I don't know why it goes like it stopped and then started a new chapter, but I didn't even remember the chapters to be this short. Like most of them are around 10 pages. And yeah. also it feels like we're almost at the end, but we're not. There's still also, quite a few chapters to go. I don't understand so, like some I can understand some of the chapters being short because like there's a time pass, so like mm-hmm. you would move on to but so far, this whole thing with the baseball scene, like, this all could have just been one big chapter. Yeah. Like, the previous chapter was also quite short. So I, I kind of understood the Carlisle one. That was short, but being separated from the others, because it was kind of a backstory. And then starting a new chapter to show that, that it's like the present, it's moving on with stuff, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So this chapter, I feel like, should have been connected to the last chapter, or start of the next chapter should have been part of this chapter because it's just they're really short chapters that don't need to be separated out by anything yeah so yeah it's a it's a weird one (laughs) but I do find that in some YA books though like the chapters can be quite short and like nothing really happens in them it's like there's a few chapters in Harry Potter as well that like nothing really happens and it's just a few pages long and you're kind of just like why is this a separate chapter <laughs> and you have some chapters where you feel like it just doesn't end and these are usually the ones where you're you're reading uh very late in the evening you're like i'll finish this chapter and then i'll go to bed because all the previous yep. ones were like five pages and now we have one that is for some reason like 50 pages and you're like oh <laughs> yeah also i'm pretty sure in the beginning of this book as well one of the chapters is quite long and it's really repetitive it's just like them at school and being at school and then they're at school again <laughs> I feel yes. like it's quite a big chapter yeah. that goes on for a little bit about describing their day and it just nothing it happens. felt it felt like she didn't have enough pages she just like bulked, like put in a chapter at the end just but like was like I need to put in one more chapter but it doesn't make sense story-wise I'll just shove it back here and it'll just be them <laughs> at school for a week <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the chapter where um Edward wasn't there at school yeah mm. that's quite a long I guess Okay, maybe that's because it felt so long for him not being there to her, so that's why the chapter's so long. I don't know I'm giving her this much credit. I don't think it's that at all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in book two, you literally just have chapters that says, like, September, October, November, December or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Just whole pages that just have... I feel like it could have just been, like, one page and the sentence just said, like, the months and then it started the next paragraph I, d- I don't know why it's big old but hey I'll make reading a chapter quick <laughs> exactly <laughs> and analyze the font <laughs> yes um so yeah so that's everything for this week I'd like to say a special thank you to Basil for our cover artwork you can find him on instagram at popdoodles and you can find us on instagram at breaking down underscore podcast our intro music is by Kevin McLeod and our outro music is by Silent Side. Remember guys, it's not the end, it's the beginning. Okay, let's
let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. I'll just talk for a minute first, just to let it like get the glitches out of the way, so we can do this thing. It really okay, helps. I don't know why. <laughs> I'll just keep talking for a minute. Okay, Fran, you can cut all of this. 